0: Thanks for listening. The following audio is a teaching from Calvary Tucson's Young Adult Ministry, Ignition. For more teachings, information, or if you'd like to support our ministry, please visit us online at ignitiontucson.com. We pray you're blessed by the message. But do we just talk about Jesus and then leave it at that? Christian, we have to understand that the way we act and the way that we treat people matters it that could absolutely speak so much louder than your words because if your words and your actions contradict themselves who is going to take you seriously that's just a reality right that is that is that is simply a reality And it matters so much, man. God cares about that so much that he says, Jesus says that loving your neighbor as yourself is second only to loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And James, the brother of Jesus, right? The blood brother, half brother of Jesus goes so far as to say that if you aren't loving people and living in such a way that represents God's love and grace to the world, then your faith is dead. Essentially, your faith is fake. You don't actually believe in the gospel. You just say that you do. Because action follows belief. Action follows belief. You think that you have faith, but you really don't. And that's a, that is a hard reality. That is a hard reality, and it is a challenging and convicting reality. And if this is you, and I don't... I really want to make sure that we that you don't look at good works as something that you need to do in order to earn God's favor because that is is the opposite of the gospel. That is what religion is. That's what religion teaches you. You can go to to all these different religions like Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Islam, and you can see that 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 is the main idea of these religions you have to do all these good works in order to earn God's favor... ...in order to earn your salvation... ...to prove that you are worthy enough to be accepted by God... ...to prove that you are worthy enough to inherit eternal life. But when the eyes of your heart are enlightened... ...like we talked about earlier... ...you realize there is no, there is absolutely no way... ...that I could possibly do, do good enough in order to earn God's favor... There's no way that I can do more good than bad in this world. Because what did Jesus say again? It's not about your action, but it's about your heart. It's about your intentions. So you can be doing a good thing with selfish, sinful, prideful intention and still be sinning. So it's like, man, there is no hope for me. There is absolutely no hope for me. It is simply with the motive of love for people that we do, because we have experienced such a radical love from God. That is what we pour out to the world. That is our motive. It's not to earn God's favor. It's not to do, it's, it's, it's not for any of that, but it's simply, man, God loves me so much. God has forgiven me so much. I can absolutely love others as much as I can, as much as I possibly can. And so if you're one of these people, man, that isn't living it out, I highly encourage you to start practicing spiritual disciplines. It's such a practical way for us to grow in our knowledge and understanding of God, who God is, who we are, and God's love and grace for us. These, these six things of prayer, praying, and, and again, don't do these things religiously. Doing these things isn't going to make God love you anymore. It's not going to, it's not going to make you some like, I was, Never mind, that was a bad joke. It's not going to change the way that God sees you or loves you. I wish my self-control was just a little bit faster so I wouldn't start and then stop. I would just not even start. But anyways, pray for me. Um, So, (laughs) these spiritual disciplines of prayer, right? Going before our God, the creator of the universe in prayer. And that is such, and people, that is one of the things that we take for granted. That is one of the blessings that we take for granted. You and I get to go directly to God and speak directly to the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, omnibelevolent, omni fill in the blank. That is, the, that is our God. And he listens to you when you speak to him. That blows my mind that he hears me. The perfect, holy, righteous God hears me. Man, so we go to him in prayer so that we can align our hearts with his. We read this book, this beautiful book that he has given us, revealing to us the good news. We fellowship with each other, right? We talk about the things of God with each other and we challenge each other and we encourage each other. We give. Man, we 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 see people in need and we give. Man, we we sacrifice of ourselves for other people, we serve. Man, you find an opportunity for you to serve for just to serve people. Like the like on Monday, man, when that older that older couple needed help moving. Man, you know what? I'm just I am going to go serve. I'm just going to go and I'm going to do something for the Lord and worship, man. You can, you worship God in all of those things, man, just in, in, like, worship before this, man, just sitting in God's presence and listening to these words and just, just sitting in the beauty of who God is. Man, start practicing those spiritual disciplines and God changes you, man. God transforms you. Those are gifts that he has given us. Those are gifts that he has given us. That is the perspective that we should have with these spiritual disciplines. Verse 18 says, The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. So I recently, we recently did a teaching on heaven. And we talked about all of the, 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 what, the, what the Bible has to say. But I'm just going to hit a few points. Um, so one of the things that, that we can expect in heaven is we will be with God. And that he will be with us we will experience the fullest quality of life, fullness of joy, and pleasures forevermore. That's Psalm 1611. There will be feasting and fellowship with people from all over the world. And we will have physical bodies and recognize each other and talk with people from old. It's, heaven is going to be incredible. The, the internal life that God has given us is going to be incredible. And I don't, what I don't want... Because I don't want you to just sit here and take my word for it, but I want you to go out and read for yourself, see what the Bible has to say for yourself, man. I I really don't want you guys to just sit here and listen and believe everything that I tell you, man. Because I am a finite person. I've already confessed to you that I am a selfish, prideful person, and I say wrong things sometimes, man. And I and I don't understand things fully. So go and see for yourself, man. If you want to go listen to that teaching and see the the biblical text that we pull from to, to know these things, I encourage you to do that, man. Don't just believe these things at face value, but go and search for yourself. Verse 19 says, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might? Another thing that we talked about last week. How the power of God provokes fear and reverence but simultaneously confidence that He does have the ability to fulfill the promises that He gives us in Scripture. Man, and one of my favorite verses I'm learning is Romans 8.28, because I talk about it all the time. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good to those who are called according to His purpose. Man, what a ridiculous promise. And that was one of the songs that we sang in worship. What a ridiculous promise that despite my sinful, selfish self, despite that I make the wrong decision all the time, God is, is powerful enough to still work all things together for good. How ridiculous. Man, that, is, that, is, that blows my mind that that is the God that I serve, that that is the God that I'm allowed to have a relationship with. And then in verse 20, we see how God has made His power known to us. Man, and this is the key. Verse 20 that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in his right hands in the heavenly places, far above rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named. And this shows us how God can be just and forgive us of our sin and the sin of David. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him... To be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might might become the righteousness of God. Jesus bore your sin. Your sin was actually paid for. The judgment happened for your sin. The just judgment for your sin and for my sin happened, was dealt with in the life, death, and resurrection ...of Jesus. So Jesus can... ...God can be just in giving us grace... ...because he paid the price for our sin. So what does that mean? That means that I get to live in freedom. That means you get to live in freedom. And and when I say freedom, I mean real freedom. Because who cares if I can do whatever I want... ...and say whatever I want... ...and buy whatever I want legally... Right? Because we will abuse that kind of freedom. Just, I, I, I would hope, I would hope that if it was illegal for us to, to be doing a Bible study, right, that we would all still be here talking about the things of God. I, I, I hope, I can't say that I'm sure, but I do hope that that would be what we would do. What I want to be free from, what I want to be free from is my guilt, my sin, my shame. My hopelessness, my selfishness, my pride, my lust, my anger, my jealousy, my laziness, my depression, my anxiety, and my condemnation. Those are the things that I I so desire to be free from. And that is exactly what God offers me. And that is exactly what God offers you. Isaiah forty three twenty-five. I, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will remember or I will not remember your sins. Romans eight one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jeremiah 33.8, I will cleanse them from all their guilt of their sin against me, and I will forgive all the guilt of their sin and rebellion against me. Hebrews 8.12, for I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no More. Am I saying that I or you will never experience any of those things that I named just because I've given my life to Christ? And the answer is no and yes. No, for now on this earth, because we do live in a sinful, broken world, and I still have this flesh. That is at war with my spirit. That's why Jesus says, Man, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Man, and that is why we are in such need of this book. We are in such need of prayer. We are in such need of fellowship. We are in such need of grace. And yes, because this world is temporary. Yes, because soon we will be with the Lord in paradise. Whether I die or Jesus comes back for his church, man, it is temporary. It is only a matter of time. Sean Stone, every step I take, I'm one step closer to death, right? Rest in peace, Sean Stone. I'm just kidding. He's in Missouri, for those of you that don't know Sean. All right, getting back. I have the right. To call myself a son of the living God because I have put my faith in Him and accepted the grace and the forgiveness that He offers me. You have the right to be called a son or a daughter of God, the living creator and sustainer of the universe if you have put your faith in Him and accepted the grace and forgiveness that He offers you. God's great power, like this verse says, God's great power and his great love was made known to us, was revealed to us in the life and the death and resurrection of Jesus. And and that is why we can say, that is why I can confidently tell you that the resurrection is the most significant event in history. The resurrection of Jesus is the most, will always be the most significant event in all of history because it proved that Jesus was in fact God and it proved the love, the radical love that our God has for us and that he does in fact have power over sin and death. And it proves, it reveals to us the greatest theological truth that there is. We are loved by God. That is the greatest theological truth there is. When you just try to comp. uh, contemplate who God is man, one, it'll blow your mind, but then to know that that God loves you is ridiculous, is incredible and this is what makes the gospel the greatest story ever told this is what makes the gospel good news, not just for us but for everyone, and this is the foundation of our hope we can now live free of that guilt and that shame and that hopelessness that comes with the reality of the eyes of our heart being enlightened because of what God has done for us and because of what God has said to us and about us. And the end of verse 21, not only in this age, but also in the one to come then now and forever jesus has power and rule and authority over all things and then now and forever do we get to live in a relationship with him man that is incredible it's absolutely incredible so these these few verses right you realize who you are at the core, right? And how hopeless we are, how much in need we are. You learn that we do in fact have hope, that we do have hope and that you have been called into that hope and that you get to partake in the glorious inheritance, right? Of eternal life. And you can be confident in this hope, not because of what you can do, but because of what God has done for us, which he proved in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is above all things then, now, and forever. Let's pray. Father, we, God, again, we are just so humbled at the fact that we get to come into your presence. We are so humbled at the fact that you are our God and you love us and show us grace in such a radical way that we can't even comprehend God, the fact that we are loved and forgiven by you, a perfect, holy, righteous God. Thank you, Father. We just, I just pray right now for, for those in this room that haven't experienced a relationship with you or have walked away from their relationship with you, God. I just pray that right now that your Holy Spirit would just be moving in them so powerfully, God, that you would just show them that you have chosen them, that you desire to have a relationship with them. God, that they are, that they do have the right to be called your son or your daughter if they put their faith and trust in you. Lord, we thank you that you are able to forgive all of our sin, past, present, and future. Lord, I just ask that, that, during, that you would just use us, God, that you would just continue to transform us and make us more like you, that we would be your tangible hands and feet to this world and that you would fill us with such a love and a courage to reach the, the people that, that so desperately need you. So we give you our hearts, we give you our lives and, and we give you this time of worship and we pray all this in the name of Jesus, amen. Hey everyone, Pastor JD here. You've been listening to a teaching from Ignition Tucson, the Young Adults Ministry of Calvary Tucson. If you live in the greater Tucson area and you're between the ages of 18 to 28, we want to invite you to join us in person. We meet every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Tucson's East Campus on Speedway and Camino Seco. Come join us. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace.